0: Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, your adoption show. I'm April Fallon, enjoy this episode. Welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story on your adoption show. I'm your host, April Fallon. Hey, thank you for checking out our new website. We're super excited to expand and to grow. And if you're new to Adoption Now, we tell stories from the perspective of the adoptee, birth parent, and adoptive parent. My husband Noah and I have four children through private infant adoption, but we said yes to seven infant placements. So we do know the joys, but also the challenges of the adoption journey. The pain is real. And I just want to talk about that for a second because there is healing. And I love what we said on the last episode. Through adoption, we are seeking broken hearts to be healed. That really is the direction of Adoption Now next season. Just talking about the healing in adoption and what can happen as you go through the process. There is healing for you in the journey, believe it or not. You might think it's only about the child, but after adopting the whole story, you see that the story is so much bigger than you think. My 13 years in the adoption world has changed me in ways that I don't think could ever have happened without it. I have passed through really hard times, but we kept walking through, and I'll tell you what, the reward is great, I promise you. My four children are so much fun. They were so worth it. And I know that every story that we talk about, we kind of end with, The journey was so worth it. But when you're right in the middle of it, you just can't see how it's going to work out. Or sometimes one door closes, but another one opens. And so you just keep walking through. And these stories are here to help encourage you that you're not alone in your journey. Okay. Well, today is a big story. Jessica and Jacob had two bio children when they started the adoption process. But you guys will not believe this. She was on the show, I am having their baby. You know, the show that I always talk about when I was in the process? Yes, she was on it. It's so awesome. Jessica, thank you for joining the show today.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: I can't believe this. Did you know I watched that show ridiculously, (laughs) like endlessly when I was waiting for my adoption with Lily? And it really inspired me to do Adoption now. I talk about the show all the time. So I can't believe that you were on it.
1: Yes, we were. We were aired back in 2012. So it's It's been a bit.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you were on season one, episode two. That's correct. And you kind of shed some light on the backstory of things that were going on, which I thought was so interesting. But we're going to talk about that. But let's first start. You and your husband, you have two children, and you moved to Indiana. Let's start there.
1: Okay. Yes, we relocated from Southern California, um, landed in Indiana in 2008. Our children were about seven and eight at the time. Uh, We had talked a little bit about adoption before the move, but once we made the move, we just kind of got our ourselves into a, a season of needing to adjust to the new state and our our new life in the Midwest. And so a couple of years passed before we started to to have those conversations again. And it was at the end of 2010 that we we purposed to to start researching and see what some of our options would look like. And um And then in early 2011, we were kind of digging into the international possibilities. And it seemed like those doors just kept closing for us. Mm -hmm. Um, The logistics of travel, the, um, the costs involved, agencies requiring a lot of upfront costs. And we said, maybe this isn't the path for us. So let's look at the domestic side of things. And in February of 2011, we went to our first informational meeting, at a a large Christian agency and we took home our paperwork that day and started filling out the application. How did you know that that was the agency for you? Well, for us being a Christian couple, Christian family, it was important to us to partner with a Christian agency so that eliminated a lot of avenues and uh, at that point we just thought let's let's focus on this this agency that's in our state, they have an office within a reasonable drive and we'll see what they have to say.
0: I love that you say that. You know, we just recently were interviewed by adoption.com and I had to tell Mm -hmm. my story. And so going back Mm -hmm. over it again, I remember that beginning stage of finding an agency and how challenging it was. And I never thought that the beginning would be hard, right? But you have to find the place that connects with you. And I cannot emphasize that enough. You're going to be in the trenches with this agency. So you have to like the agency, right? You have to connect with social workers, or you have to have the same belief system in some, some way, and you have to feel understood and heard from your agency. And so if you aren't finding that, keep looking for that because it's a long haul. agree. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes. So we, um, we were homesteady approved by June. And this entered into that that waiting stage. And we had been told when we first called them that the average wait time for their agency was about one year. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, wasn't too bad. Um, but it came much sooner for us. We were about three and a half months into the wait when um, the phone rang one afternoon and a birth mom counselor said, this is the call you've been waiting for. And so we were told about um, an expectant mom. She was 18 years old at the time, and she was parenting already a seven-month-old daughter. And she was considering adoption for her baby boy that was due a few months later. We were also told on that first phone call about this docu-series that was going to be starting up. Um, It was going to air on the Oxygen Network. And... Apparently, the expectant mom that we were possibly about to match with was being considered um for for filming for that show. And that was something that she was had expressed interest in. And we were told that we could we could opt in or opt out on that. It wasn't a a deal breaker as far as the match was concerned. And uh, we sort of just we didn't make an immediate decision. We thought, well, let's let's go to this this match meeting and see if this is a good fit for everybody. Um, so that's what we did. This was September. And we about 10 days later, we met her at a pizza hut. <laughs> and uh, we had the the birth mother counselor there. Um, and this the birth mom is Mariah. She had uh, a boyfriend there with her who was not the biological father. And we just got to know each other a little bit.
0: Were you so nervous? Of course. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're meeting a birth mother right? But you're also talking to a birth mother that's about to be on a show. I mean, that's like added pressure. I
1: feel like (laughs) that was very much in the, wasn't at the forefront of my mind. I was just thinking, what does she think of us? Right. Um, we're asked to share things like, tell us about what a typical day looks like in your home or just about how you guys met those sorts of things. And you're just trying to, to present yourselves as accurately as you can. Um, honestly, and um, and also wanted she, to give a good impression, right? <laughs> so that was where my focus was, is just really came down to, does she like us? Does she see mm-hmm. us as possible parents for this child that she's going to deliver in a few months? Um, and I wasn't thinking about the show at all at that point.
0: Oh, good. Um, we yeah. I would have been <laughs> freaking out just because, <laughs> oh. you know, you go through so many things. Yeah. And what if she changed her mind and there you are on a show and they're filming mm-hmm. your sadness, you know, or right. her sadness yeah. when she plays. I mean, that's just, it's just a lot. I didn't think about that when I was watching the show, you know, how you matched and <laughs> on yeah. the process of yeah. saying yes to a camera in your face during the adoption process. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. So we learned the very next day that she did want to move forward with us. And so we, um, we communicated, this was pre-smartphone era, at least for me. I didn't have a smartphone yet, so you might say our communication was a little more primitive where she, Katie communicated, communicated a little bit by email, and um, I did have a, kind of a flip phone. So texting just wasn't really a piece of the communication process um, while we were matched. It was more through the agency or maybe an occasional email, and she was also very kind to invite me to doctor appointments. So I was able to go to a few of those and we got to know each other a little bit better that way. By this time we did tell the agency and Mariah, we said, if you would like for us to participate in the show, we we're on board. We will do that. And she said, yes, I would like for you to do that. So uh, we found out that we might be filmed some before the the hospital experience. Um, And we were, we lived about two and a half hours, away from Mariah. And so logistically, that was challenging. And before we ever were on camera, had an ch- opportunity to be on camera before the birth, Mariah went into labor about three weeks early.
0: Oh, my goodness. Okay, what would motivate a birth mom to be on the show? Mm-hmm. Was she
1: paid by them? I don't. I was never told that and I never asked, but I have to assume yes. Were you guys paid? No, we were we were not we were not compensated. No. Okay. No, we were not. Yes.
0: And what if you had said no, she still wanted to be matched to you? How would they have
1: filmed that? I guess they would have just filmed her part of it. I don't know or maybe they would have just opted to move on from her story and and not had her be a part of the show at all. I can't say.
0: Okay, so you I'm were sure. saying yeah. that They Mm -hmm. did a lot of filming that was not shown. They kind of took the story in their own direction, as a lot of, you know, shows do, (laughs) which you don't really understand until you're kind of in the business. But so Mm -hmm. what did you feel that they left out in the story that was important? Uh,
1: For some reason, yeah. Well, for some reason, they chose to portray us as a childless couple. Um, We, yeah, so they were aware that we they were more than aware that we had two children because they filmed our two children at the hospital. Um, but they, we, they were there for They didn't put that some of the footage in? No, they they just edited oh, that goodness. out. So I don't know why. It just was a, not part of the story they wanted to tell. Um another part of it.
0: They were like, why would people who have biological children be adopting? That doesn't make sense. We'll make them childless. Yeah. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be more meaningful when they get <laughs> yeah. the baby because they just are longing to be parents. Maybe that yeah. That's what they right. thought. Did they say that she had a child?
1: They did. Yes. Okay. So they filmed her. She was filmed some before the hospital experience. She was filmed um, with her, with her baby in various settings. And so that was all shown on the episode. Um, and then when she went into labor about three weeks early, um, the film crew was out of the area. And I think it's really a blessing that they were not there when she labored and delivered. Uh, and so we were, I was in the delivery room, watched this baby boy, Joseph, David, four mm. pounds, 15 ounces come into the world. Oh my goodness. And they, and we were not being filmed at that time. And I'm really grateful for that. Um,
0: were you too close at this time, your relationship? Um,
1: it felt probably more like acquaintances.
0: Really? Even after you went to doctor's yeah.
1: appointments? I would say so. I would say so. At doctor's appointments, it was and I had taken her to lunch one time after an appointment. So, you know, you're trying to get to know somebody, but we lead, you know, just leading two very different lives. Um, In some ways, I felt more like I could be her mom. Mm -hmm. If I had been, if I had had a teen pregnancy, I could have been her mom. I was 35 at the time. And of course, I was, my heart was very much for her. And I almost felt like, my husband and I both thought, could we adopt her too? <laughs> you just want to. You just want to. Yeah, you know, put your arms around them and parent embrace them, them and
0: and love help them. them. Yeah. yeah, right. I've right. been in that role before, and I think a lot of our families have been in that role where you just extend love beyond mm-hmm. just the baby. It's like, oh, but I love her, and she really needs yeah. us, and she needs some parental yeah. guidance. You know, possibly. Did she have right. her mom there? Yes.
1: So her mom was at the hospital as well. They had had some ups and downs. Her mom was um, at least initially not in support of in support of the adoption plan. Um, you'll see some of that in the episode if you're able to watch it again. But um, by the time we met her, at the, the her mother at the hospital, she seemed to be um, at a point of accepting that this was the the plan, and she just let us know that she want to just take care of my grandson and we just have we've seen her a few times since then at visits and and such but yeah their their relationship i think has run pretty hot and cold over time
0: okay so you weren't worried that the mom yeah. was going to talk her out of it
1: no but you will see that conversation in the episode so <laughs> isn't that funny because her, her you mom. probably
0: would never yeah. have seen that conversation Right, right. If it yeah. wasn't filmed and put onto a show, you would not have known what they were talking about. Right,
1: yes. Did they script you guys at all? No. Um, the only thing was for there was a sit down interview at the hospital after Mariah had already signed the relinquishment papers and she had already left and we had to stay an extra day or so. And they sat us down and they did ask us to phrase some questions in the, um, like in a future tense. Since they hadn't been able to capture us on camera before the birth, they wanted some of this to appear like we were, we were sharing our hearts, our, our oh, thoughts, yeah. all of that in, the, in a future <laughs> tense, even though all of it had already happened, if that makes sense. Gotcha. And did you feel comfortable okay. with that? Yeah. This is about me interviewing
0: you yeah. about the television show. I'm just so fascinated yeah. how you would put <laughs> a show together with so many different elements you know, especially she went into labor three weeks early and there was not time to set up a whole crew. And I mean, that's really hard to film a show where it's like right now it could be in the middle of the night. Obviously. I mean, it worked out for you guys to not do it, you know, at that time. And I think it was, I think that's great that you had that moment together. Did you ever think she was going to
1: change her mind? Oh, of course. I mean, that's, that's always in the back of your mind. Um, there's never a guarantee when you <laughs> when you walk this road. Um, I was gonna. I was also gonna share that Joseph was born on the 12th birthday of our biological son. Hmm. So at that time, our children were 12 and 10. So we had a 10 year age gap, and we were starting all over with with a newborn. Um, as I said before, the the children did come to the hospital. They got to meet him on on that day. He was born at about six in the morning. So later that morning we had them come into the hospital and get to hold him for the first time. And all of that knowing that she couldn't sign until the, the following day. so there was mm, the risk. that possibility. But yeah. we just thought if we, if if we're if this doesn't work out, that's just something we're gonna have to you know, a loss we're gonna have to work through as a family.
0: Okay, so you guys are all Js. Yeah.
1: Right? We're all Jays. Jessica yeah, so Jacob And then what are your two kids? So firstborn son, Justin, and then daughter is Julia. And at that point, we were like, okay, we're locked in on the J name. We're not going (laughs) to deviate from that now. And um, the the name that we chose, as I mentioned before, is Joseph, which had the meaning in the original language of the Old Testament is God will increase. And it seemed very fitting because God was growing our family through adoption. So the next day well that that morning of his birth six a.m I knew that the the, the camera crews were coming right <laughs> so i I was able to then we we had a couple to take care of Joseph for a while that morning and then I like i got I gotta get showered and get ready for this day. We have a long day ahead of us, and they they want to be filming us, so we got prepared and we were we were microphoned and and cameras came in, and they just started to film kind of our every move as, holding him, changing him, um, they're down filming Mariah in her room. And then back to our room. Um, if Mariah came down to the room to see Joseph, then they were following her. They were filming that. Um, I would say in hindsight, it it didn't feel extremely intrusive. It was like, this is just what it is. We're just gonna, we're gonna, um, just live this, (laughs) live this out. And, and hopefully in some way it will be a blessing and honestly I do hope that someday because Joseph has he's now 11 years old and has not seen it but we have a copy of it for him and someday he will watch it and I think that will be important for him to see the different um, stages of the process and what his birth mom was thinking at different times
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What did the mom and Mariah talk about? She I can recall correctly, um, the conversation was about Mariah's own upbringing and some, they discussed, um, one of her sisters was there and they just discussed with their mom, um, some of their frustrations with their upbringing. And so when her mom said to her, why don't you let me raise him? Then both of the daughters were saying, we don't want him to be raised the way we were raised. Oh, um, wow. And so obviously, yeah, that's, I'm sure hard for for everybody to to watch that part, and especially for those directly involved. Um,
0: you know what though? I think it will be helpful to Joseph, though. I really think it will mm-hmm. be helpful to hear mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. his mom chose adoption from her. Yeah. you know, I can say a lot of right. things. We have open adoptions, but I don't know if my girls will actually they might say. Why? Mm-hmm. And hear it directly from their mom. I will tell them, I know some of the mm-hmm. reasons, right? But hearing that from, you know, that time, that's, wow, that's going to be a big day when you show him. Oh, yes. Yes. How yes, long I'm will sure you wait, do you think? To,
1: I don't know. I, I guess we're just going to be watching for a certain level of maturity. Um, and when it just seems like His heart and mind are in the the right place to to process all of those big feelings (laughs) that will come from watching it. Is this an open adoption? This is an open adoption. Uh, We have minimal contact. We've had over the years, we've had visits in our home and in public places. We've had email contact, um, very infrequent texting, but technically open adoption. We have not seen her for a few years. Um, but I do have an Instagram account that I created, just a private account for she and I, where I can drop some photos in from time to time. Um, sometimes she acknowledges those, other times I'm not sure if she has seen them. Um, and then something else that I wanted to mention is that since before we ever really first went to that first adoption meeting, I started a digital journal on my laptop <laughs> and have always just tried to share where where we were at, and then anytime we've had an opportunity to meet her or to spend time with her, I just try to, as soon as we get back home, <laughs> I'll get on there and, and journal anything I can think of, any details that might be important to him someday, whether it's just a conversation about what toppings she likes on her pizza or um, maybe some more difficult things that she wanted to share. And we have all of that now documented for him, for his future.
0: I love that. I think that is so important. Yeah. Even your story. And I you knew I really, would forget. <laughs> yeah, you should write it out because Some of the details. You yeah. do forget. I mean, even we go back to the podcasts way seven years ago, our first ones. And Noah and I were like, oh, I forgot. I forgot about that. You know, and we have it recorded <laughs> right. and you have things written down that are so important. I love that you do that. And I think it's good. It goes beyond the baby book, right? It's just documenting these important things that you want to remember that you want your child to know. And I think that that is amazing. Okay, so you bring Joseph home. He's great. How long after until you decide you want to adopt again?
1: Well, I, I don't know if he was maybe six months when we thought we'd really like for him to grow up with a sibling that's closer in age. And the agency would not allow us to go active again until he was a year old, so it gave us a little time to think and pray, and then start the application process and the home study process again. And by the time he was about a year old, we were we were live again. We were another we were waiting family. We were working with the same agency. I will say they were a little less than enthusiastic this time through with us joining their domestic adoption program again because. They are working with childless couples, and so for them to have a family come in that has three children, um, I have to assume from their perspective they're thinking you're you're kind of taking up a, a spot here that could be open to somebody else and from our perspective, we thought we're we are feeling led to be open to adoption again if that's how the Lord wants to work and we feel feel like expectant moms should have options and sometimes they do want to place with a family where there will be siblings immediately. And it was a far different weight in that it took two years before we got a call that we had been selected. We did have I'm sure you're familiar with the crowdfunding site called Adopt Together. Yes. And okay, so we had created an account there and when we when we started this adoption process, this second adoption process, we let a lot of people know that they could make a tax deductible donation there to the Adopt Together page. And I think we received some funds initially, and then it sat quiet for a long time. About a year and a half it sat quiet. And then one day in December of 2014, all of a sudden I get this notification that we have a, a donation to our Adopt Together page. It was a $100 donation from Anonymous, and it said, we're praying for you. And then that very same day, the agency called us <gasps> and said, no way, we, we have a, an expectant mom that would like to meet you. Yeah, so that was definitely a, <laughs> okay, the Lord is in this. Of course, he's in it. But just those little nods are such an encouragement.
0: I wanted to say, too, for your first adoption, you were telling me that your husband had to go back to work had taken some time yeah. you guys had bought a lot of property but that he had to go yeah. back to work to fund the adoption and everybody wants to know how yeah. how do you yeah. afford well when we say we have four yeah. private infant adoptions how did you afford it and you just yeah. do it you go back to work you take yeah. second jobs you sell your house you do a GoFundMe page or in your case um adopt together page yeah. you know you do what you have right. to do
1: Right. But there is sacrifice. Right.
0: Yeah, there is sacrifice. Together. Yes. Right. Okay. So yeah. you get matched. Tell us
1: about that. Yeah. In that phone call, I was told by the agency staff member that they were working with an expectant mom. She was already parenting two children and she was due with a baby boy a, who would be born a few months later. And when she had gone to an ultrasound so she was considering adoption she'd gone to an ultrasound and they learned at that ultrasound that he would be born with club feet now she, again she had she had an agency staff member with her at the time a birth mom counselor so she was already thinking adoption and then this this comes up this this previously unknown medical condition and i think we, I was told that she had said to the birth mom counselor at that time, well, will anyone want to adopt my baby? Aww. So I don't know how much time passed um, before she was looking at profiles and she was interested in meeting us. And I, di- I didn't I knew nothing about club feet. <laughs> But the agency was saying, they said, you guys will be great for this. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So started researching. We were were not able to meet her for a couple of weeks. So it gave me a lot of time to start digging in and and learning more about this birth defect. And I learned that it's fairly common um, where congenital birth defects are uh, concerned. And so about one in every 1,000 infants are born with club feet. It can be one foot or both. So he was going to be born with both. Beat, um, we're going to be affected. Uh, so we went ahead and met her for our first match meeting. That went well. And we went ahead and um, exchanged. She got my cell phone number and we had a few months just to get to know each other. Again, I was invited to doctor appointments. I went to some of those. We then also went with her to meet a pediatric orthopedic surgeon where we would learn more about what to expect after a baby was born and what the treatment process was going to look like Were you scared? But, um a little bit, but I also just I had a peace about it. I just knew that like God had called us to adopt again and this was like we were there for such a time as this. This baby was going to be born with this and we were just going to take it one step at a time and help him the best we could and uh, be mom and dad to a a precious child who thankfully it is. And your husband was on board? Yes. Yes. So we were, by the time we'd gotten to the second adoption, we were all the more open to most medical conditions, most ethnicities. And that was another piece of this, is this child is African-American. So we were, in all, we were at that point an all-Caucasian family, and now we were going to be ethnically diverse <laughs> once we wow. came, to, came to be born. Yes.
0: Yeah. And did you and Birth Mom connect?
1: We did, yes. Um, she, was, she would call occasionally and want to chit-chat about very just day-to-day things, like what did you guys have for dinner last night? Um, <laughs> she was, just, I think, really curious about us. And I tried to be available as much as I could, having, at this point, we had a three-year-old in the house. And then the two um, almost teenagers, or perhaps teenagers at that point, who are, we were home, we've always homeschooled, so they're home. And so I didn't have as much freedom just to be on the phone um, too frequently, but I would try to be available as much as I could because I wanted her to know, we are committed to this adoption plan. So any appointments you want me to be at, I will try to be there. And um, she wanted me to be in the delivery room. When did she go into labor? So she had, um, she was scheduled for an induction, which was logistically for us was really convenient because we were able to make arrangements for our other three children. And we got to the hospital the morning of the induction, um, gave her some space for a few hours until she was in more active labor. Uh, hospital staff were very welcoming, got us set up in our own room. It was her desire that we, we take care of him from minute one. Um, and so he was born that afternoon and this was March of 2015. We saw pretty quickly. Yes, he does have club feet, but in that moment, you don't care. You just see this, this precious child and you just want to snuggle him and love him. And, (laughs) oh my gosh, that
0: picture, Uh, I'm going to post that picture. He is so adorable. I know. I mean, beyond <laughs> so cute, and you can't tell he has club feet. I mean, you can't tell that they yeah. they go in. And what was that going to look like for you? I know you had done all your research, mm-hmm. but did he need a yeah. surgery or is
1: it just braces? Yep. So all of the above. Uh, you some some parents opt to have their their newborns casted immediately and start the treatment process. Uh, we could we were told that we could wait several weeks or even a few months. Um, that, that everything is affected, kind of from the knee and down, but it's all very, all the muscles and bones and everything that are affected are are very flexible um, and can be manipulated well into infancy. And so uh, I had read that it's best just to take some time to bond with your baby, and and not have the casts in the picture. From the first few days, <laughs> mm-hmm. so we waited about him, we waited about a month. And then we took him to his first appointment, and they they moved the feet into a position, position one, and they cast him from toes all the way up to thighs in these heavy uh, plaster casts. and you take your baby home for a week, and you just try to keep the casts as clean as you can when you have a newborn, which is pretty tricky. Um, I showed you in the picture you probably saw he's got the. I tried to keep these baby leg warmers over the cast um, that protected our skin and clothing (laughs) from being banged up by the the plaster but um, also provided some protection from any diaper leaks and that kind of thing was he unhappy usually the first day um, there's some extra irritability they are mostly it's it's well, of course, they've lost a little bit little bit of mobility, but also the the muscles now have really been stretched in such a way that they haven't been before. So um, it's uncomfortable for them. And then you go back a week later, and they this was <laughs> this hurt my mama heart is like they take this cast saw to your one-month-old baby, right? And they're cutting off these, these casts and just hoping that this is, this is all safe and that they know what they're doing. <laughs> right. And um, usually they just encourage you to bottle feed or, or otherwise pacify the child at that time uh, to help them through the, the appointment. And then they move the feet again and cast again. And then you take them home and you repeat this about anywhere from four to six times. I think he had five sets of casts And then he was scheduled for a tendon release surgery. It's called a tenotomy. It's also called a tendon lengthening. It's a a very minor incision that they make um, at the Achilles tendon on both feet for him, but they wanted to do it under general anesthesia. So we actually had to, we did have to get admitted to the hospital for the day, the children's hospital. And we went in thinking they may keep him one night. They did let us go. Um, uh, so then when the surgery was done, he was put into his final set of casts and those were to be on for about three weeks so that that, that incision and everything could heal up nicely. And then after that we started a four year process of him wearing a brace, like you mentioned. So it's it's these little boots that they wear and then the boots snap into a bar and the whole purpose of this of wearing this is to keep that correction to hold that correction that you've just worked so hard to make, to, (laughs) to create. And so you, at first they wear the, um, the boots and bar 23 hours a day. So it's just part of who he is. (laughs) Um, waking and sleeping that that brace is on and then he got one hour of free time a day which was a glorious hour <laughs> oh my goodness but he has a very he has a very sweet disposition even to this day he's just a very laid-back kid and we saw that all through that his infancy and toddlerhood it was like he just tolerated it all really well such a blessing what's his name This is Jonathan. Jonathan. Most of the time, not yes. Most of the time we call him JJ, but uh, because he's Jonathan James and Jonathan Uh means God has given. And so God has given us another son. And that was our, he was our third son. And we um, eventually were able to work down to 12 hours a day. Um, So it was really just a nighttime wear for the Boots and Bar and continued to follow up with the doctor. And when, when he was about two years old, there was a, a doctor appointment that I took him to and we were given what I believed from everything I'd read. We were getting some incorrect information about the bracing process and we were being told to stop the bracing process. And I knew that that, that the protocol was supposed to be four years, not, not stop at two years. And so I left there that day and was pretty sure that I would never be going back to that doctor and we didn't go back. And I knew that the best doctor. One, there are two doctors in the U.S. that are considered experts in treating this condition. And one was in St. Louis at the time, and so that's where we we switched to. We started making the drive from our location in central Indiana out to St. Louis, Missouri. And we did wow. that every six months for a while. Yeah, oh my where goodness. we just had our follow-ups there. Yes, under the eye of the best doctor. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Good for you for standing up and knowing this isn't right and following your gut and making those drives. That's amazing. Did the birth mother stay involved? Is this an open adoption?
1: After the birth, she was very involved with texting. She was loving the photos we were sending. She was saying, this is exactly what I wanted for him. And they communicate. Well, we didn't think we'd see her for a while, but she was really pushing for a visit. So we did our best to make that happen as soon as we could. We we're actually getting over an illness in our home and we just we, we just got better. And we we went and met her at a park and let her hold him and spend some time just talking. And we felt like things were on a good path for for the relationship. But then we ran into some challenges as we moved forward, and we were in contact quite a bit with the agency, asking us, to, uh, we were asking them to help us navigate those difficulties. Um, there came a point where she asked if she could come to one of the doctor appointments. This would have been the, the appointment where he was get, first going to have his cast cut off. We talked it over as a couple and just determined that that wasn't the best time or place for us to to be, um, to spend time together that we needed to be fully focused on baby at that appointment and not have any distractions wanted to be 100% present for him and so we said no to her coming um, tried to say it very graciously in our response and we we were coming up on mother's day weekend and we already had a plan to see her that weekend so we said we will be happy to send photos and updates from the appointment and we will look forward to seeing you Mother's Day weekend. And then she, she cut off contact for a while. Um, oh no. She was, well, she let us, she let us know that she was disappointed. And, um, and then she cut off contact for a while. And then going forward from there, we we occasionally tried to make it work and really just have not had a, a healthy or happy open adoption relationship there.
0: That's so hard. It's so hard, but it's important yeah. that you say that because Having an open adoption doesn't always work out the way that you hope. And sometimes you do Mm -hmm. have to say no when you feel it's best for the child. And that's really hard. Is he walking?
1: Yeah. Yes. Did he
0: walk at a normal time?
1: Yeah, everything was just a little bit late, but it all came um, not not too delayed. And he was doing great for um, about. The first four you know we we did the four years of bracing and then we got permission to stop the bracing and then we ran into a hiccup about a year after that.
0: Oh my goodness. And we're only in adoption number two. We have more to come. Correct. We are gonna oh, end yeah. the show now and we're gonna have to do a part two. Will you come okay. back on and tell the rest of your story? I'd be happy to. Okay. Thank you so much, Jessica. We'll see you next You're week. Welcome. Okay. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out the new website, adoptionnowpodcast.com. Thanks for joining us on your adoption show. See you next episode.